The 411th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by the SGPN Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Wins Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Snag the tickets without the stress. Use promo code SGPN on your first purchase to save $20. Download the Game Time app and use promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Play the Underdog Fantasy Pick'em in college or NFL and win up to 20 times in one game. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. And finally, we're brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any NFL game only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Ho DeGenerinos, and welcome to episode 411 of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Going out to Eric Does Sports from our Discord. He hit uh, a couple of nice parlays on the weekend, and he, and he uh, thanked Gumby and myself for it. So this goes out to Eric, and that's the easiest way for you to have your name said on this illustrious podcast is just to compliment us. You know, we're, we're pretty vain that way. So there you go. Uh, I am one of the hosts here, Jeff Chalks Fox. I've got Gumby Vreeland riding shotgun with me because we are breaking while well, he's always riding shotgun or sometimes he's, he's even in the lead seat. Um, this is his time to shine. I th- he's waited halfway through the season to shine, but I think this is the week. He's shine. <laughs> anyway, contender series. Uh, I've been trying to go easy on him because, um, you know, he considers himself good at picking contender series fights. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if that happens this week. We've got a kind of a makeshift lineup this week of a couple of fights fell through. So we got some late replacement people. In there, some lines that seem exploitable, at least to the Gumby God and to our Discord friends. So we'll see about that. We'll we'll break her all down. Let's bring him in now. He's he's the man giggling in the background. I guess it was more of a chuckle. It's Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. So two things. Number one, before we get to talking about the fact, I did break even last week on on Contender Series. Yep. Uh, thanks to that Carlos Praches KO, by the way. And also, I feel like we never talked about the fact that Carlos Praches was a, a fighting nerds guy. Um, which is slowly becoming uh, one of my more favorite gyms to track along to. Him and Kai Bohio together as a team, uh, quite interesting for the future. And then secondly, Bruna, I, Bruna Brazil. And, and Bruna Brazil. We should throw Bruna Brazil in there because while she did get knocked out in that fight and kind of let us down, that uh, that loss had, had aged kind of well. So, um, and then secondly, I don't mean to mess up your, your dedication because, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I think you got the wrong Eric. I think it was oh. Eric. Eric Degenerate, who thinks right, it was all right. Eric, Eric does sports is a good guy too, but yes, yeah, he he rules too. Sports. I mean, he can he can co get this episode, but he wasn't the one okay. with the big the big fat parlays, right. uh, paying right. like ten and eleven to one on our plays. Yes, there you go. All Eric's out there. This will go to then. This Every goes out Eric to anybody goes. named Eric, including like uh for, former Tampa Bay Ray Eric Ibar. This goes out to you too. <laughs> uh, former Philadelphia Flyer Eric Lindros. This goes out to you as well. There you go. My cousin's name is Eric. Oh, Eric Vreeland? Yeah, yeah same last name. <laughs> there you go. I'm sure he listens, right? Your whole uh, listens. I can be pretty confident he does not. <laughs> oh, oh, dear. 
So you have anything bad to say about him then or no? No, I like Eric. Yeah, he's great. He's a good guy. Yeah, I like I like him. Close to my family. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's true. It's true. Um, contender series. And oh yeah, I guess you, we already spoke about week four uh, a few episodes ago, right after it happened, and you just spoke against uh, about it as well. Thoughts on this week's before we start breaking it down? Is there any favorites on this card? Any uh, potential future stars? Yeah, there's one I really like. I kind of talked about him on uh, in the Discord already. So uh, I, I don't usually like to spoil my picks by talking about him in the no. Discord. But I saw a line and I was like, guys, if you don't get this, <laughs> like, go get this. Um, You're like, this is the lock dog of the week? That, that's the, it's the lock dog. <laughs> this, yep. this is, we finally have the lock dog. Um, he's here. Uh, and then there's yeah, um, but- there, there's one prospect I really like out of here. Um, who's faced, man, such a mixed bag of competition. Uh, like he's faced a UFC vet, but he's also faced some real trash bags. Um, and he's looked good all the time and he's only 21. Uh, so maybe when we talk about him a little bit more, I'll talk about like, it feels like he's got big potential, but I could be totally wrong. Oh, we'll see if he's facing a trash bag this week or not. Um, Dana White Contender Series Week 5 is what we're talking about. It's going down on Tuesday, which is a fine time to watch fights. Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Plus or TSN up here in Canada from the UFC Apex. Five fights. This week, we've got a women's bantamweight fight. Uh, and then the rest are on the male side. Let's start off with this fight. Just got made last minute because Kareen Lafem. Laframbois, a fellow Canadian, was on Gumby's podcast, not pregnant before the podcast, then went on Gumby's <laughs> other podcast, and now she's pregnant. She was she was pregnant on my podcast when we recorded. Oh, she, yeah, because she's you're admitting it. She didn't she didn't know she was pregnant, but she oh, it, I got you. the the recent uh, result was she pulled out of her fight three months pregnant, uh, which means yeah she's. She's been pregnant since before she was on. Um, but yes, yeah, uh, she didn't know. Not good. Yeah. I mean, she seems very happy about it, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, no, like I'm all saying the... it's probably, probably not good training for uh, getting kicked and punched in the stomach for three months. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I, I wonder about that. <clears throat> uh, like, I have a lot of questions, but, you know, she's happy. And yeah. uh, she doesn't seem worried more than, you know, like usual people are worried when they're. About to have a kid, so you know. Yeah. I I think I think it's all good. <laughs> all right, and she's being uh, replaced by Dion Barbosa, a Brazilian. She'll be fighting against Rain Guerrero, an American, and this is at women's bantamweight, as I told you. And we shall break it down right now. I'm gonna you have you seen odds for all these fights? I take it you have, right? Yeah. I have. Okay. All right. We'll tell you about Guerrero first. She's five and one, one knockout, one submission. Never been finished in a fight. Used fight at flyweight, plus two ten. Barbosa. Five and two with two submissions. She's been knocked out once. This is her on short notice taking this fight. She's won two straight fights. Before that, she lost two straight. Used to fight at flyweight as well, minus 290. My resume pick goes to Barbosa, and I am 12 and seven on resume picks. Just thought I'd mention that. But Barbosa impressed me more on paper. Yeah, she impresses me more watching her too. Um, I'm kind of a little bummed she was this big of a favorite because. Yeah, we've talked about short notice fights and how problematic that can be at times. But there's a lot of things here that play into my uh, really liking Barbosa here. So the the first one being that she 
her, her losses are against really good opponents. Um, so she's lost to Josie Nunes, who is now in the UFC. Um, and she lost to Jenna Bishop. Um, and for those people who don't know Jenna Bishop, Jenna Bishop is already 4-0 in... Well, she was 4-0 in LFA, and now she's 1-0 in Bellator. Um, and she's fighting, like, a ranked opponent next to Bellator. She's a particularly good grappler, like a world-class type grappler out of the Lions Jiu-Jitsu. So she's lost to really good opponents um, in the losses she's had. In that fight with Jenna Bishop, she stuffed takedowns, which is actually what's going to be the difference maker here for me. Because um, if you watch Rain Guerrero, she kind of just throws wild. Uh, I actually thought the matchup she had with Corinne Lafonbois was going to be a lot closer of a matchup because Lafonbois likes to grapple. Um, and that would have been crazy, but like Guerrero just kind of comes forward at a wild pace. She like wings her shots just so she can get to the clinch and shoot those takedowns. And, and like, if she's fighting somebody who's going to easily give up takedowns, you know, she's somebody you could pick easily in a contender series type fight. But Barbosa is just not that she, she's got really good takedown defense. She digs her underhooks right away. She does all the right things. And so if she can't get the takedowns and she's just trying to do this with pace and wild shots, She's going to get pieced up by Barbosa. Barbosa is so much faster. Her footwork's so much better. Her boxing skills are there. Like, she's a very good technical boxer. Um, and in addition to that, too, she's got a ton of submissions. Like, I, I, I mean, granted, she doesn't have a ton of fights. But if you go back to her amateur fights, she's got some submissions there, too. She's got submissions. So, like, even if Guerrero is trying to put a pace on her and put her on the, the her, her back and stuff like that, there's a chance she catches her too. So there's just too many ways for Barbosa to win. I don't think Guerrero can take her down. And then also too, like if you need one more reason to like Barbosa in this fight, because this fight was originally supposed to be at flyweight and they couldn't find a last second flyweight, they found a last second bantamweight, and this fight is happening at Dion Barbosa's weight class. You know, it's not. They didn't find a flyweight or a, a strawweight to come in and move up to flyweight to fight Rain Guerrero. They just asked Rain Guerrero if she would like to move up because she fights usually at 25. Granted, she's fought at 30 one time. But, like, they just asked her if she wanted to go up a weight class and fight there. And so she's doing that. So her and Lafonbois supposed to be at featherweight or flyweight. Now she's got to go fight somebody way bigger than her. There you go. Hopefully Gumby doesn't mess up my Barbosa pick here by uh, by tagging along. DraftKings, people, I need to tell you about DraftKings. Can you believe we've had seven months without an NFL game? That does sound crazy to me, right? Because people just talk about NFL year-round, so it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it has. Well, good thing that wait is over because the NFL is here on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. It's giving you a can't-miss offer for week one. This week, new customers get $200 in bonus bets instantly when you bet just 5 bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up with game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check the app to see what you get. Gumby says Cowboys is what you should be picking almost every week because he has him. You have them winning about 10 or 11, according to your handicap in last episode, right? That's correct. Yeah, or give more. him 11. Give him 11. All right. All right. Download now and use code SGP to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code SGP only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem called Wayne Hunter Gambler. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. And game time, if you're stressed about buying tickets last minute or trying to buy find the best deal on tickets, game time is the place for you they've got tickets for everything that you need and they are the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive 
Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Moving right along, we're going to upper weight class, and on the male side, it's going to be featherweights. Gene Silva from Brazil versus Kevin Valios from Argentina. Yes, Argentina. And uh, as I said, this is at featherweight. We will tell you about who am I going to tell you about first? Year, I'm going to tell you about Silva, Lord Silva. You can call him. He's ten and two, eight knockouts, two submissions. So he's finished everyone. Never been finished in a fight himself. He's won seven straight fights. He's not lost since April of 2018. Used to fight at lightweight. Used to fight at bantamweight. Plus 190, the number on him. Valios El Chino is the nickname. He's 11 and 0, eight knockouts, one submission. He's won two straight fights via knockout or TKO. Was a regional champion, five years younger than Silva, an inch taller, minus 250. Resume pick says Valios. Yeah, so you said uh, regional champion. Did you happen to catch where he owns this regional yes, championship? Yes, I did. <laughs> Tell the people. Samurai the people. Fight House. Samurai Fight House <laughs> in the house. Uh, fantastic. So, yes. Kevin Vallegos is the, the person I was talking about at the top of the show that I'm, he's 21 years old. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm picking him to win this one. I'll, I'll give that away now. He's 21 years old. I'm just trying to figure out if he's for real. Um, because on one hand, you know, like some of the people he fought, he fought a guy named Emmanuel Vallejos, uh, same last name, no relation, apparently, uh, seven and 14. That, that was within the last calendar year. He's fought this guy. Um, he's actually got five fights in the last calendar year, which is, or, you know, the last 12 months, which is pretty insane. Um, before he fought Vallejos, he fought this, uh, other guy, Pablo Echelecha, uh, and he, he, that guy's one in five. So like two of the guys he's fought this year have won le- less than a third of their pro fights. Um, that's obviously a huge problem, but he is coming off of beating Eduardo Garagori, who is in the UFC. Um, and and I'm trying to decide if that gives me lots of promise because on one hand, Eduardo Garagori won a fight in the UFC. On the other hand, he got rear naked choke two in a row and got cut, but those rear naked chokes were to Ricardo Hamosh and Darren Elkins. So like, uh, but he beat Humberto Bendene, which uh, I don't know if that says any, like we, we just don't have a good sense of how good Eduardo Garagori might be. Um, but he got blasted on the feet by uh by uh Vallejos here and Vallejos that's the thing about him super fast kicks and really 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 good at piecing together combos he's one of those guys who will put together a two-punch combo and end it with a leg kick all the time like he just stays extended through his combinations and the thing about Silva and why I don't necessarily like Silva in this fight is a he eats a lot of leg kicks and he's going to be fighting a guy who throws a lot of leg kicks he backs up anytime he's pressured or there's a longer set of combinations in front of him. Um, and he just doesn't win in the clinch. So if he's got a guy pressuring him, he just backs up and backs up and backs up. And then on the odd chance he does move forward, he winds up getting his back put up against the cage. And I think all those things play into what Vallejos does. Um, I don't think either of these guys particularly love takedowns. Vallejos uses them once in a while, or if he knocks you down, he'll like, you know, get on top of you. But like, this will mostly take place on the feet. So I, I obviously like the younger, faster, stronger guy to deal with him on the feet. But I will say, you know, being 21, you know, this is going to be his first fight that uh, 
since 20. Oh, God, he's only been a pro for two years. Um, This is going to be his first fight in his last nine that is uh, not for Samurai Fight House. The other one was for Cobra Fighter 1 um, <laughs> or Supreme <laughs> Warrior 6. Um, Perfect. But they're, but they're all in, in Argentina. Um, and yeah. that's probably what is the most alarming for me is that like he's never fought outside of the country. He's 21. He's only been a pro for two years. I like him a lot, but I, I don't know that I like him at negative 250. I might be looking for a KO prop to make him playable. Um, obviously, the props are not at the books yet, but like I'm a little bit gun shy at negative 250 on a 21-year-old who's never left home. Yeah, a little steep, that line. It seems like that could be one that, that bites us. Maybe it will be um, maybe it's something you can bet live if, if you see he's not looking so hot right out, out of the gate. Um, let's go to middleweights. This is another fight that just got made. Uh, Chad Hanicom, he was in this fight all along. Where is he from, Dan? What flag is that? South Africa. He, South Africa, right. Excuse me. Uh, and he's fighting Dylan Budka from the good old U.S. of A., Budka's filling in for Cam Rouston. This just happened a couple of days ago, right? Correct. Okay. Let's tell you about this fight. Ra- Ra- Rouston about... is out with an illness. Uh, he didn't. He's not pregnant. That. He's. I, I'm. I, I mean, unless you you call being pregnant an illness, maybe sick with mm. baby. Is he sick with yes, baby? Possibly. <laughs> possibly. That that would be a good uh, something to see on the injury report. Anyhow, Hannah, come and tell you about first because he's Superman. So we have Superman versus the Mindless Hulk. A Love action hero fight here. Uh, Superman Hanicom is nine and two, three knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out once. He's won three straight and five of six. Won his last fight via knockout. Uh, has not lost since December 2019. He used to fight at light heavyweight. He's four inches taller than Budka. He's got inter reach plus 108. The mindless Hulk, six and two, one knockout, two submissions. He's been submitted once. He's taken this on short notice, as we discussed. Won his last fight and has won six of his last seven. His last win. His last fight was a sub win, submission win. Used to fight at heavyweight. That last fight was at heavyweight. He's 10 years younger than Hanukkah, minus 140. Resume says, I'm taking Superman. Hanukkah at the slight underdog number. Yeah. So first of all, it's 110 on bet online now. So if you're okay, if you're getting this in your hero hole right away and there you have a bet online account, uh, you can get it at 110. So you can get it, you know, and grab a little bit more value there. Um, and also it's worth noting, you, you mentioned Budka fought that last fight at heavyweight. He weighed 207 for his heavyweight fight. Okay. Um, okay. against like a big fat sloppy heavyweight. Um, oh, fun. so I I'm guessing there was some kind of, we need a guy last second to fight this fat guy. And he's like, well, I can eat a cheeseburger and hit 207. So I'll just fight him. Uh, if you want me to, um, and he did and he won. Um, but that being said, he's, he's not a heavyweight. He's fought at light heavyweight and middleweight mostly. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going Hanukkah here too. I think the thing about Hanukkah is, uh, is he's so dangerous in the clinch. Like if you watch his last fight for brave CF and maybe this is an organization we, we need to start putting more stock in. I know we've been talking about fading cage warriors. Maybe we need to start yeah. tailing. Brave. Um, you think because so? Bra- yeah. Cause brave gave us Benoit St. Denis. Right. Yep. Um, yep. Which is, I mean, that, that's probably enough in itself. Abdul Kareem El Sawadi is the one who just beat the guy um, from uh, from Cage Warriors on Contender Series a couple weeks ago. He had like a three hundred to one underdog there. Um, so or three hundred 
plus 300, not 300 to one. He was a plus 300 underdog there. And now we got another guy here in Hanukkah who I think is being undervalued. I think maybe Brave CF is just being overlooked a little bit. Plus, I mean, Kamzat's from there, too. Like, that's, I mean, worth noting, too. So maybe Brave CF is just maybe our our sleeper here. But Hanukkah in his last fight for Brave CF, one of the most insane clinch knockouts you will see of all time. Hit a dude with an elbow from up close and just all four of his limbs stiffened up. Um, and he's fought some really good dudes in Brave, too, including having fought Ikram Aliskarov. He stuffed all of Ikram Aliskarov's takedowns. Almost 100% of that fight, he stuffs the takedowns. And one judge gave it to Chad Hanukkah. So we're talking about a guy who went toe-to-toe with a with Ikram Aliskarov, who is going to be a ranked middleweight pretty damn soon. And we're putting up against Dylan Budka. And look, I know Dylan Budka has got good wrestling, but he doesn't have Ikram Aliskarov wrestling. And he even lost a fight recently to a dude who could stuff his takedowns in Azamat Bo- uh, Bekoev, um, which was a fight, by the way. I looked back. I did predict that one correctly. Um, I took Bekoev as an underdog play on LFA, and that one hit. So uh, I'm going to pick against Budka again here and get more dog money against him. I think all he can do is wrestle. I don't think there's any chance he strikes with Hanukkah. Um, I don't even think positionally he's very good when it comes to wrestling. I think he's a grinder and almost nothing else. Add in short notice, and I'll, I'll take Hanukkah. And I also said I'm done taking short kings, right? Th- did I say that? Yeah. Uh, six four versus six foot. I mean, which, right. middleweight, which middleweight do you want here? All right. So why is he favored? I don't you know. I mean, maybe being the dude from LFA gives some kind of boost, but he, he lost his last LFA fight. Like, he's never beat anybody with more than... Uh, let's see. He beat a guy who was four and one one time. That's the best record he's ever beat. Uh, and so, like, yeah, yeah I, I don't, I, I don't know why we're all in on this guy. Uh, and he, he's got like, I mean, he, he's on a one fight winning streak against the heavyweight. Like, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not rushing to write home about a guy who's is on a one fight winning streak that he took against a sloppy heavyweight when he's about to fight a dude who's pretty damn technical and pretty damn violent in uh, Chad Hanicum. And we are not all in on them, are we? No, we are taking uh, Chad Hanicum here. We are not taking Dylan Budka. Um, before we move along, I should tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We just took an Underdog, so it, it's a perfect segue. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. With their Fantasy Pick'em game, you pick between two to five players, select whether they'll go higher or lower on one of their stats, then do what you usually spend your Sundays doing, watching the games. You can win up to 20 times your money in the single game by going 5-4-5. Five, five. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. What is your – do you have a Cowboys pick for week one? Pick no, but I'll tell like? you, if you're if you're listening okay. to this on Sunday, uh, I'm getting ready to write my article because there's an article every single week about – or every single day this month on mm-hmm. uh, MLB Underdog Fantasy – written by one of these two esteemed hosts. Uh, and I know for a fact, I'm going to have Jose Abreu in there either over on his total basis. Short or King. Basis. Yeah. He, either. Uh, um, no, not, not Jose Altuve, Jose Abreu. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Abreu. Yes. He's not <laughs> he's a short. King. Calling him a short King is pretty wild. Yes. <laughs> um, but I I'll take either his over on total bases or fantasy points. I'm waiting for the, the official projections to drop, but he, uh, he has faced uh, tomorrow's starting pitcher 17 times. He's got five hits. Four of them are dingers. So uh, he's going over. There you go. Now you don't have to read his article. Perfect. 
great, great job, Gumby. Uh, you got to get the other four or three pl- or two plays, three, rather. Three, yes. four, two, so, one of those numbers. Two, whatever, whatever, whatever uh, tickles his fancy today. Uh, so with Underdog Fantasy, you can watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. This Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. And also make sure you check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including NFL win totals contests with a $1,000 first place prize, plus the weekly Patreon pick them. Patreon members also double their prize in the College Football Bankroll Challenge. The Patreon is a great, great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And I think we're up to the second last fight, which we sometimes call the co-main event. Uh, we got a Canadian, Sirhe City, the Canadian versus Raymond Taveras. The filthy, dirty American, boo. And this is at Bantamweight. Uh, three five-minute rounds. We'll tell you about Tavares first. He is the savage. So Dana White is hi- hiring this guy for sure. Win or lose, right? Yeah, he loves savages. He sure does. Uh, this savage is 8-1 and one with four knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out once, so he's got stopped in his one loss. He's won four straight fights, and that last loss did come way back in April of 2021. He's won three straight fights via finish, and he is a regional champion. He's at plus 163. City, 9-1, and one, five knockouts, two submissions, never been finished in a fight. He's won five straight fights, not lost since February of 2020. He's won two straight fights via finish. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Finally, got to say that. Get our t-shirt, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store, and you can wear it. You can wear the Gumby shirt. While you're watching um, watching the fights on Tuesdays. Plus, you can get a mantle shirt. Um, what else? He's two years younger than Tavares, minus 200. Resume says, take the Canadian city. Yeah, so in this one, so I did all my tape for this one, expecting to like city as well. And, and I will say when I, I got done watching everything and coming away, I was like, I'm like 50-50 on this. Uh, I think... There's things I like about City. His his combinations are really good. I like his pressure. He's really tall for being a bantamweight. Um, but he looked really bad against Mateo Vogel. Um, like, really bad against Mateo Vogel. Um, and as we saw in that last fight, like, you know, we saw Mateo Vogel last week. Was Mateo Vogel anything to write home about? No, he lost maybe like one of the most boring fights I've ever seen on Contender Series, and that includes heavyweight fights. And uh, City just had no answers for his grappling. Um, he was deep in an arm triangle at the end of the first round. And, and I, I guess I'm hesitant to pick him because of that. But then on the other hand, like, I'm not sure Tavares is actually going to try to use any grappling. Like, Tavares wants to fight that same kind of fight he does. He loves to throw hands. He's got big KO power. I think he might be a little sharper in certain types of his striking. Like, I don't like him as much moving forward, but I do like his counters better. I like the way he uh, he slips shots defensively striking better. Um, I also like the way he works the body better. So I, I had this like I was watching this and it was like it's a coin flip to me. And I was like, ah, I'll just go with City. But like if the number is going to be plus 163, I, I don't I don't feel like I want to dump my bankroll on on Tavares. But also if if I'm about 50-50 and wishy-washy on this and I got to pick somebody, I'll go with the dog here. I, I think Tavares uh, is just a little bit sharper. I think maybe he could get the grappling going a little bit. 
Did you know both of these guys have wins over the worst UFC vets imaginable? <laughs> tell us, Gumby. Tell us. Uh, one beat YL Watson. Do you remember YL Watson? Mm, no, I don't think so. So YL Watson uh, was signed in 2011. He won his first fight, but then lost to Eve Jabouin, TJ Dillashaw, and Mitch Gagnon. And since then, is like had like this colossally bad losing record, and has fought bare knuckle boxing and a whole bunch of other things. And then Tavares beat um, Martin Day, who one of the few guys to go zero and four during a single stint in the UFC. So uh, yeah, they both beat bad dudes. But uh, you know, sorry, that's a that's on tangent or off tangent. I'm gonna go Tavares. Well, that's that's totally that's totally up your alley. You always uh, innocent bystanders always get caught with shrapnel and gummies around. That's right. Um, but I will say uh, I'll take Tavares. I think I, I think it's a coin flip fight. So as long as the odds stay wide to Tavares, like he's worth a flyer here. All right. As long as uh, I'm just glad Gummy's not mushing my my picks anymore. So I will I will win that one for sure. And we'll go to the main event now, shall we? Bruno Lopez, Bren Brendison, Brendison Hibiero. I assume one of these two are the prospect that you're very excited about, right? No, Hanukkah was. No. Oh, right. Hanukkah was. Okay. Yeah. 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 Hanukkah. Him, I, I've, I've had Hanukkah circled as like my guy since they announced him for the show and Ooh. I didn't know who his opponent was. And you got him as a dog. Even better. Even better. Yeah. All right. That's my, that's Lope. my kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lopez versus Hibiero 205. This will be at late heavyweight. I'll tell you about Hibiero first. The gorilla 14 and five, eight knockouts, six submissions. So he's finished everyone. He himself has been knocked out twice, submitted twice. So he's almost been finishing every fight. He's won two straight. Before that, he lost two straight. Before that, he won three straight. So 2-0, 2-2, 5-2. Two was a regional champion. Used to fight at middleweight. Three years younger than Lopez. An inch taller, plus 390. Lopez Bruneo is the nickname. 11-0, five knockouts, four submissions. He's won six straight fights via finish. Was the LFA champion. Used to fight at welterweight. 2013 pro MMA debut. Minus 549. There's a fun line for you. Resume five. pick says Lopez minus five forty nine. Five forty nine was the was and, the best line out there, and, and probably worth every penny of it. This is a bad mismatch, man. And, and uh, I'll say this: um, if you're looking for a way to play it, you know, you look at Bruno Lopez's record. Uh, obviously, you can see he won by punch, arm triangle, punch, arm triangle, punch, guillotine. <laughs> like, okay, so it's been he's a finisher. But it's a kind of a mixed bag. It's kind of KO submission, KO submission, KO submission. I like KO here. If you're trying to, you know, church this play up a little bit, um, I think A, the contender series is leans KO heavy because of the fact that it's, you know, the more fun thing to watch, quote unquote. But also, too, if you look at Hibiero in his last fight, he got clipped like 30 seconds in. He was on his back, almost lost. Uh, and then wound up coming back because the other guy just punched himself out. Lopez is, first of all, he, he moves his head and fades better than just about every 205er who's not ranked in the UFC. Um, he uh, uses a jab, which puts him ahead of most 205ers on the planet. Um, yeah, most and, fighters, and, period. Yeah, And he, he throws combinations. Like, when have you seen a 205 prospect who throws jabs, combinations, and moves his head? He does all those things. And my favorite part of him as a prospect, he just doesn't rush to hit a guy. Like, he picks you apart. He stays safe. And then as soon as he sees blood in the water, he finishes. Um, and against a guy who's kind of a freaking spaz, which is what Hibiero is. <laughs> you know, I mean, 
like, dude, go back and watch his fight when he gets clipped. Like, his arms are just flailing around like crazy. <laughs> um, and he goes for it. And while he goes for it and is, like, swinging all the time, you'll notice his finishes are all, like, ground and pound or, like, 72 straight punch. Like, he doesn't have one punch knockout power. Yeah. So he's, like, primed to be countered by, like, a just sharper, snappier grappler who hurts him and then stalks him and finishes him. So I'm, I'm going to Lopez. I think Lopez finishes him with hands here. So if, uh, again, if you're looking for a way to make that negative 549 line look a little better, that's the way. All right. So here are Gummy's official picks. I'll give you mine too, my resume picks. We both have Lopez. I have Sadie. He has Tavares because uh, he likes the line, the underdog line there. We both have Hanicum. We really like that underdog line until turn up makes it a uh, not underdog line. Uh, we both like Valios. We both like Barbosa, correct? That's it. Do we like my dog playing ball in the background? Do we like that? Or can we it, not hear it, it? It could be a lot worse, I will say. <laughs> it, it usually is around here. All right. Thank you for coming to the show. Get in the Discord. Watch these fights with us and chat. Because Sometimes things change the uh, minute. Uh, the fight starts and, and people get in on live lines and things like that. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. Twitter is SGP and MMA. Jeff Fox writer and Gumby Vreeland. Instagram, I'm at Jeff Fox writer. What else? Uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com is the place to be. And the Patreon is the place to sign up and support us and keep the lights on and crush corporate gambling. The Top Turtle MMA podcast is the place to listen to more Gumby. Uh, more Gumby. That's what we need in our lives. Do you want to talk about this week's or is it still? Yeah, TBA? I have. Uh, no, TBA. I have. I have people lined up. So I'm going to talk to uh, um, Fernando Padilla, who is going to be fighting at Noche UFC. Uh, and then I have somebody yeah. from next week's contender series, Malik Lewis, who you might remember is the guy who fought uh, Trevor Peak last year. He's getting his second shot. All right. There you go. So that's Top Turtle and my my Substack, moneymma.substack.com. Get in there, get a subscription, get all my writing and my podcast in your ears, and enter my pick'em contest. So uh, we're gonna be back on Wednesday, right? We're gonna break down some more UFC Wednesday for you. The main card, no, sorry, the prelims Wednesday, and then the main card of the pay per view will be our Thursday episode. So Gumby, take us out of here. All right, I'm Dana Gumby Freeland. He's the mindless Hulk, Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Wednesday.